welcome to Sprofcast, the English language Sprofcast podcast that nobody asked for. My name is David, and I didn't know we were starting there, but that's good. Yes. Um, are you ready? Are you psyched for this? Um, I've I've had a couple of beers before the podcast by popular demand. By popular so. demand of yeah, this is you know I don't want to say we're doing this for Mike, but he did mention that. But basically, he uh, messaged us and said, um, "Can you can you give Sam a few pints before every podcast?" Um, and I've had a few of porters from Poland because there's a beer festival in the central square. Yeah, so. well, I was busy doing late work that I was supposed to do. Sam was off beer festivaling, which is fine. I mean, he brought us... He <laughs> brought fine. Us, it's fine. It's totally fine. He brought us beer of the podcast beers. So yeah. uh, we're having two. We're having two, and they're very interesting. I feel all be reviewed later. Yeah, it's mainly because it's it's going to be a lot of football. We have we don't have any other stuff. We don't have any station jingles, and we don't have any rabbits review. So we're going to break it up a little bit with beer of the podcast. We've got hot or not as normal, but uh, yeah, we've got again a lot to get through. Um, so shall we do? Let's just get right into it. Okay. So we're going to start with a game, uh, Home to Part of It. So this was a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and um, satisfying, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It wasn't a couple of weeks ago. It was last Wednesday. Yeah, it, it feels like it a lot longer ago like, than that. Well, that'll be revealed later on why it feels like that. But um, I like a midweek game, actually. We've not had one for a long time. Yeah, they're and pretty convenient. Six o'clock on a Wednesday, Six lovely. o'clock, and the league loves a five o'clock on a Wednesday sometimes, yeah. so... Pretty pleased it was a six, so we can all get out of work. Uh, we got a couple of beers in beforehand, which was nice. We did, yeah. Yeah, it, um, it worked out rather well. It was very good. Um, spoilers, we won 3-1. Mm-hmm. With a lovely team playing a lovely shape with all the lovely players in the lovely positions they were supposed mm-hmm. to be. And, good lord, it worked. I, did I'm, it not? I'm going to let you do most of the speaking on this bit because I know I'm going to be speaking a lot later on, much to the chagrin of most of everyone who's <laughs> to listen to me drunkenly ramble through things. But I just want to use two words, yes. ultimate team. Ultimate team, indeed. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you the full lineup now, Good. actually. Um, hello, scoring goal. Is Yurai Kotula an ultimate fullback because we hadn't seen him before this was his uh, this was his debut so that's the one anomaly let's mm-hmm. say we got this kid um, in the January transfer window he's 23 fullback we hadn't seen him before he played a few uh, reserve games but he came in he looked looked very good didn't he Right. Looked all right. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah, I. To be honest, I think down that side he didn't look particularly. He wasn't particularly. He wasn't busy. bothered. Yeah, he wasn't this bothered that much. I think most of the stuff. Um, part of it, it came to the centre and to the right, but you'll complete yeah. that back four. Yeah. So it was. Holosko um, and goals. I said then. Uh, you got a Kotala. Uh, look, look. You've 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 grabbed my shoulder. Like, I mean, you're right. You're going to name the second defender, right? Yes. It's not going to be. Ladislav Krejci. It's not. I know. Shock and awe. My word. Ladia Krejci My did not start in centre defence. Guess who? Lukas Frashtil, actual central An, defender. A central defender. Started in central defence mm-hmm. alongside Lukas Kristufek, uh, another fair, central defender. To be fair, he's always there. So well, yeah. Fine. But like in that weird back three, he was always there, along with Pavel the Iceman. 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 <laughs> Uh, midfield, um, Stepanovsky on one side, Shumbera on the other, Barish, an actual central midfielder, Ladislav Krejci, an actual central midfield. Stunned. There he is. And actual striker, Mikhail Skoda, along with actual top scorer, Lukas Magera. Solid. You'd, you might even say that that's close to the preferred 4-4-2. It is. It, it sort of was, basically. I mean, um, apart from Kovar... Scoring against us, which actually both of us missed because it came out of absolutely nothing. I was told it was actually quite a well-worked goal from the corner. It was a sort of short and then it was sort of drifted and then it got... It um, wasn't really. Well, in the sense that there was a sort of uh, the corner and then it was, I think it was short and it was sort of drifted into that sort of searching area of the back post and it was just misjudged by absolutely everybody. No. Um, was it really? I don't know what you were watching. I watched the video back today. Was there a video back? Yeah. I didn't find it. No, it was it was junk. Was it was this on Zborovka TV? It was, but not on the website. I 
don't oh. put it up. You just have to Google it. But it was it was junk. Okay. It was um, uh, basically um, a bit of confusion in our back lines. The ball comes out to what was the furthest post away from us, and Kovar, at a very 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 um, uh, sort of flat angle, toe uh-huh. pokes it. It squirms under Haluska and finds its way in. It wasn't uh-huh. a good goal. At that sort of near that back post. Yeah, from it's, distance. Yeah. I feel that this might be a theme. It just it, it was a it was a pretty crappy one. anyway. Um, we uh, scored um, three lovely goals actually. The first one yes. was uh, Mikhail Skoda, a ball through diagonally from the left, and one of those shots that um, is sort of you know hit with the instep under the goalkeeper, pings off the far post as it goes in. It was a lovely ones. hit, wasn't it? Like it ones. was just sweet as a nut all the way through, sort of under dunk. In that it was went. that was fantastic. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, then Kovar scores for Pardubica, and then your actual midfielder Ladia Krejci mm-hmm. pops up because there's a cross from the left. All Pardubica defenders are basically concentrating on uh, Magera and Skoda. Yes, and Krejci comes um, absolutely scrunking in mm-hmm. and plants a, a, a very firm header. Yeah. Uh, into into part of it's as net, and, it and this is this is the argument about why he should actually be in there because um, Krejci at the start of the season when he was playing in this this preferred position with Barish must be said mm-hmm. was getting some goals was getting goals in there was, was making yeah. searching like as an attack minded central midfielder he's not a centre back and it's you know it, it works out really well when he's in this position um mm-hmm. happy birthday as well yes. lad yeah 20 years old i think yep. now yeah 20th birthday last um, week um and you know caps off you know that week with a goal mm-hmm. which is which is really good yeah and but i think the most important thing to put there is actually that usually when we concede heads go down a bit i think that changes a little bit when we're at home and i was really impressed with the fact that we not almost immediately, but I think it was 10 minutes or something like that between the goals. Yeah, it um, was... We were just uh, pressing. Yeah, it was, if I can look at my sort of statistics there. Um, la, 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 la. Um, yeah, uh, 36 minutes, Kovar scores, and then on 42, Krejci mm-hmm. gets it just before half-time. Yeah. Which is lovely stuff. And then, basically, the second half, they don't have a sniff. It's mm-hmm. um, it's pretty much all us. Uh, Magera has one of those left-footed free kicks where, as soon as the free kick went down, I said, Magera's having this because he yeah. scored a lovely one against Vitkovica uh, from basically the same position earlier in the season. Uh, brings a, bro- a very good save out of uh, Lyotacek, who is unsighted because of the wall. Does very well. Uh, Step has a penalty shout turned down, which looked... I, from what I remember, looked a penalty, but you know what? I think one of those you've seen them given. He was running away from mm. goal, oh, and he okay. was sort of bundled, and it wasn't you know it, yeah. it was clumsy, but you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, they bring on uh, Tonda Rusek. Uh, Magera goes off in the sixty third minute, and uh, five minutes later, Rusek scores. He comes on. He looked well up for it, mm-hmm. and his goal was all him. Um, yeah, it's a nice finish. Um, a part of it's a defender. Gets the ball 35 yards out, hesitates, Rusek is on him, mm-hmm. grabs the ball off him, thunders forward, shrugs off somebody else and just powers a shot as hard yeah. as he can underneath yeah. uh, uh, Letarchek. It's, it's basically all over with 20 minutes the, to go. It's a goal of the game for sure. Oh, it was, absolutely. Uh, wonderful. I mean, you know, wonderful scenes as well, actually, um, on a lovely day in Brno. Yeah. Um, what has to be said as well was a really impressive turnout for a Wednesday night as well. 3,000 nearly. I mean, like that's, I don't know why, but it seems like a really positive, uh, seems like a really positive thing. Nice day, go out, you know, you finish work, go watch a game of football, you know, before you go home. Um, And that's what we, you know, we should be selling to, um, you know, the people of Burnham. It Mm -hmm. was a very entertaining game. I thought, I thought we're in complete control. Um, I think the most complete, one of the most complete performances that we've had this season. I think the most. But I, I, from 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 zero to ninety, I enjoyed every single minute of it. I yeah. thought they were great. Yeah. I really did. I thought I thought they were fabulously mm-hmm. good. And this is yeah. I mean because this is a team. Part of it's are a are a good team. Part of it's are a team that have ambitions. I would say to get into the first league in the next three or four years yep. or so. Um, and you know this is not a we're going to four 0 or 
you know, six nil horse a team, you know. Um, <laughs> horse part of it, sir. Didn't mean it. There you um, go. But this is not one of these ones where you go out and then you just, you know, your horse, um, Zhizhkov 6 nothing. Yeah. You know, it, it was one that we were looking to it in the last um, podcast being like, this will be a tough game. They're a good team. They score a lot. Like, let's yeah. see how we do. And I thought this, we were just a class above. Yeah. This, to me, was one of the few games we won. Like, when I say yes. we won, we won that game. We bossed that game from beginning to end, and that is lovely to see. Okay, we're going to look at a team we are playing this Sunday evening, I yes, think. Yes, Sunday at 6? Yes, I think it is. we put it from the SC's Noimo, the Pickle Boys. The Pickle Boys. The Pickle Boys, Okorokatsi. Um, a disappointing season for the South South Moravians, I would say, who were kind of mid-reaching upper they in the second league. They were pretty solid, yeah. Pretty yep. solid. Um, and they're not out of the woods yet at the bottom. They were, if you remember um, earlier on in the season rock bottom for a while mm-hmm. but they, they were picking up and they were getting some good results um, and basically they're a very up and down team so they do things like annihilate Hrudim 6-1 yeah. which they did a few weeks ago um, but you know we'll lose 5-1 away to Prostyov and they'll uh, the last game I think was a 5-2 reversal at uh, Ceska Budovica who we mm-hmm. know are the champions um, very up and down team they're 13th in the league and they're 3 points away from Taborsko who are in the last relegation spot right I think we all agree that Victoria Zizhkov are, are dead, dead pretty and gone. much, yeah. Um, and they've got a better goal difference in Borsko right. as well. They're um, and they're two ahead of Hrudim, um, so it's a really tight at the bottom still. It is. Um, yeah. And remember, there's six games to go, so anything can happen. In anything the next half can hour. happen, yeah. and they've been doing their decent transfer activity where they've signed about eight players or whatever. Yeah. And we've recorded this before, and I was drunk and rambling, so I'm going to. Uh, do an abbreviation of what I think the most important players are at this point. You see, I was gonna, I was gonna just seamlessly mold that in, but seeing as you said that, okay, that's fine. No, I think so because I think right. there's actually three or four players that are actually really important, where a couple are going to be bit ones. And the first okay. one I want to talk about is um, Derek Mensah, who's a Ghanaian centre uh, midfielder. He's more of a defensive player, but um, he was released by Dunav Rusia from yes. Um, the, I think the second tier in Bulgaria, the first tier, but um, what makes me think he's going to be an important player is he has experience at Banik Ostrava, Karvina um, as he's, well. So he's, he's sort been of, around then. He so, knows yeah. what's going to happen. Um, and um, you have a couple of loans from places like Slovatsko and I think the Viktorka um, mm-hmm. under 21s. Um, uh, but I think that what um, they're looking for is basically. Um, a certain um, good centre forwards and they've been trying to get a couple they've got Dominic Kunsa from Rojum Barok on a loan mm-hmm. but they've also got a traditional centre forward in Alex Gafour who has been released since last summer after playing for Liers in the Belgian second tier you know why David right, uh, because they went bust they went bust so they've and got also, that and also Alex not when I was thinking about this before not Joel Osegovor because I got mm. sort of excited he might have been former Arsenal forward Joel Osegovor he's not the that one, would have been brilliant. The one but. player that we have to get excited about, I think, is Drew Connor, who we've not really seen at this a player for, of that sort of level or this sort of background, let's say, in this league before. Um, because yeah. he's a right back, he's um, um, he's known to play in more advanced positions. He's basically a Pavel Iceman on the different side. Mm-hmm. I think is how his game goes. Um, and he was released by the Chicago, the Chicago Fire. Fire. Of major league soccer, it's like it's on fire, <laughs> and he he's been plagued by injuries. I think I think calf and some thigh muscle uh-huh. issues, but he's been he's played in major league soccer, and I don't think I can think of any other like player on major league soccer being in the Czech league, let alone the Czech second league. David, yeah, I think it's a really interesting and brave move because the MLS is not you know the kind of t- sort of, you know, take them around the back and, you know, let them graze in pastures field it once was. You know, it's a, it's a decent standard of league. And to have somebody at the age of 24, I think he is, who mm-hmm. should be, you know, basically approaching his prime, take the plunge and come over here is a very brave move and something I, 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 I really respect him for. And yeah. I, 
I would really like to see him play. So. Absolutely. Um, we've also actually reached out to um, Mr. Corner on uh, social media. Yeah. Um, and Drew. Drew, mate. Come and, come and talk to us, man. <laughs> and we're hopeful that we'll be able to speak with him about his, um, especially as a native English speaker from a sort of a Western background, Yeah. as much as we can call ourselves from that, I guess. Um, like how they settle in and how they adapt to life, especially yeah. not in a city, but in somewhere like Znoimo and with a Czech, basically a Czech squad. Yeah. Um, I'd be really interested speaking to him. Um, um, if that doesn't happen, ignore this shout out that we gave. Absolutely. Um, I'll finish very quickly, actually, with... because we didn't talk about this, actually, but, um, but what we think might happen in the, uh, the game on Sunday. Right, yes. Um, I think we'll win because we're at home. Yeah, and I we're decent. I'm going to go 2-0. That's good. Would you be advocating the same sort of team as we put out earlier on? Um, like, for example, against Parabitsa? Uh I would, yes. Fantastic. I would. And we agree. We all agree. <laughs> right, we're going to get one thing in before we go on to any other uh, nonsense, which is instead of going to see Tabor, we went to see Pudrini F say, Start! Start, Bono! Watching a former Royal back, dragging his arse around, it must be Start! That's apparently not an instruction, it's the name of the club. Mainly in the hope of seeing Petr Schwanzer drag his mighty ass around the pitch. And we were not disappointed. And he did, because he got half an hour. Yeah, he got half an hour of um, swan diving about and yelling at people. My favourite bit of the whole game yeah. was when uh, the um, he took the corner... Yes. He played it right back to, I think, a, a midfielder or whatever, who mm-hmm. then passed it immediately back to Schwanzer, who was in the corner, and then was automatically played offside. Miles offside because he hadn't been bothered to move. That was good. Um, I like the setup of that club. I didn't think it would be anywhere near as professional as I thought it would be. Yep, nice little, I want to say ground, but like bit. Like, bit. Um, one stand special. Uh, I mean, one 100-seater stand special. Yep, they had a tiny ultras section. Remember that? I mean, what, with one, one, ma- with one man and one a drum. One guy with a megaphone <laughs> and a drum. It was... It, uh, all right, Dad. Jesus, like... It, yeah, it was very good. only song being Star Chat C dot ho. Yeah. Um, although, uh, like, behind one end, there were, like, sort of beer tables there, and there was a good bar and that stuff. That was good. And they, and um, they, had, they had the, um, the, like, big metal thing with, like... Um, Sort of smoked clobasa in there, so that was nice yeah. as well. Um, special shout out to what you pointed out to me before the match, oh, and right. then we realised at the match, which was Himna start Brno. Oh God, yeah. Um, for some reason, the club has like a a, a club song, basically, mm-hmm. which they play before each game to the tune of "Ode to Joy." Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not going to repeat the lyrics here and not only because I don't remember them but also because it, also because it was just cringingly but awful is this our chance to get more followers by just mentioning hashtag FBPU FBPU follow back pro P, bro, pro EU like this what? whole thing on on uh, Twitter where everyone in their um, in their name has follow back pro EU Right, because it's the F-B-P-E. EU anthem. Yeah, it's the EU anthem, isn't it? Of course, yes. How silly of me. Anyway, um, uh, TJ Stark, Bono, clearly Remainers, and they drew 1-1, and I got very cold. Yes, you did. That's it. So, uh, another place we went, apart from TJ, start, Bono, was, well, we went to fucking Varnsdorf, didn't we? And it was a journey. It certainly was a journey. Six hours there, three trains, uh, and uh, a corresponding six hours back again. on fair play to Chesky Drahi, because everything was absolutely bang on time. Yep. And 
just compared with the journey from Ceska Budiewice, which was one train, it was far more enjoyable, I thought. It was, yes. Um, we got up there and we were met with this, and I will quote from an interview with Borovka manager Pavel Shuster given after the game. Nice. <laughs> we didn't turn up. We relaxed, We reacted late to everything. Both goals were our mistakes. There was no pace, no aggression, no plan. The second half we managed to get forward more and put a bit of pressure on but still produced nothing. Overall, our performance was not up to scratch. It was a bad game. I'm sorry for the fans because we try and play football for them. They travelled across the country and today we didn't perform in a way worthy of them. I, fi- I, I feel like we failed both the fans and the club. That is my feelings quite succinctly put i love the fact that both of us have come and we don't we don't plan our analysis before this by any means like we just turn up with what we have yeah um i have a quote as well which i think is a bit more light than that but Uh i think sums up the game also quite well um and this is from the uh the official fan club os borovazzi i think i might have the same quote um is it this one um, when Warnsdorf scored their first goal. They celebrated like they'd won. Warnsdorf, who are known to have a nil-nil in them, celebrate as if they'd won the, the Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Yeah, yeah, I found the same quote. Yes. I love that quote. <laughs> well, you know, we were basically in Germany as well. It was so. the, that had more entertainment out of that quote that I had in the whole 90 minutes in Warnsdorf. That's um, true. But I want to also put on record how I thought that the setup, even though for a... A team like Warnsdorf, who are, let's be honest, kind of diddies, and they have this sort of one stand sort of stadium or whatever. I think that the treatment of away fans and the setup they have at the club was absolutely outstanding. It was. And one of the best actual match day experiences that I've had on the road with Zorovka. Yeah. Um, there was no real segregation in the sense there wasn't a away area. Yeah. Um, you know. So, um, going on to the going on to the game. Um, I now I've got another quote from Schuster here, which I think is completely unfair, because we played basically a totally unchanged lineup apart from Sedlak replaced Krejci, who was injured, uh-huh. and Rusek replaced Magera, who was injured in the warm-up. Schuster also said. Other players got a chance, and unfortunately, they didn't take them. Really, I right. Sedlak came in for Krejci. Okay. And Rusek came in for Magera after the warm-up, not expecting to start. Yeah. Those were the only two changes. And to blame players coming in and not doing their job is a bit rich, considering the whole team looked like they'd never met each other, despite the fact it was basically an unchanged lineup from the previous week. It was weird in the sense that then, because we put I put this on the Twitter or, uh, on that day, that I put the team lineup. And then it was like, oh, it actually looks like Magera's not playing. Magera then came on later, so I don't actually know what happened there. No, I don't know. But I mean, he was definitely like, I mean, he was definitely listed. Um, but yeah, anyway, what happened basically was nothing. Um, well, I mean, they scored. Um, Patrick Schoen smacked the crossbar on the seventieth. Uh, uh, sorry, on the seventh minute, and in the eighth minute, um, Adam Andrasek scored from a corner. We sort of huffed and puffed. Varnsdorf had the best chance in the first half because Bojan Djordjic, not that one, not former Mm -hmm. Man United and football manager legend Bojan Djordjic, but a different Bojan Djordjic, um, had a go in the 24th minute. And the entire first half, basically, we reduced to a single effort from Mikhail Skoda, Mm -hmm. which was sort of flumped over the bar. Stepanovsky was having a fucking nightmare. Absolutely. There was no pace to the game, no communication, and it was night and day from what we'd seen against Pardubice. Mm-hmm. The second half, uh, we brought on uh, Robert Bartolomeu for Stepanovsky, which was, you know, that was, you know, Stepanovsky, that was taking him off, taking him round the back and shooting him in the head, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bartolomeu came on for him. Sedlak went off from midfield, and Magera came on to make a front three. But the only efforts we had were sort of headed efforts from crosses, but even those crosses were kind of lazily lofted in with no pace, no direction, no power, which meant, you know, Maggie had to leap up, generate direction and power himself, and again, they plopped tamely over the crossbar. It was like, and then, like, 
I mean, Shern nearly got another one. Um, Haluska came out to meet it. And in the end, Varnsdorf break in the 91st minute and Andre Kotorek smashes the ball into the roof of the goal for 2-0. The problem I have was that teams come to our place knowing that they can get a point by frustrating us because they know we are we don't have a great number of plans, right? We've seen a lot of smaller teams come and really frustrate us where we scraped one nils or had nil nils because they kind of know, let Swarovka keep the ball. On a break, you just might be able to nick something because they don't have a lot of plans in their locker. But it's very, very strange to see a game that can only be described as a smash-and-grab victory for the home team. Because that's almost exactly what it was. They let us have the ball for almost the entire game. Both of their goals came on breaks. And it was... And it's also frustrating to know that actually, seeing as how we played, they probably deserved it. I Actually, I don't know if I agree with that. No? Um, no, I think that actually, at least in the first half, I thought Varnsdorf were on top for the entire 45 minutes. Um, the We had a bunch of chances as well. Um, I'll say, along with um, your um, correct assertion that um, Stepanovsky had a terrible game, Iceman had an absolutely howling game Yeah. Um, as well. And these are the two players that you usually depend upon to put crosses in, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, Varnsdorf had a host of chances, particularly in the first, which were either, you know, in sort of cleared sort of or parried. 10, 15 minutes they did, yeah. And I think we were better in the second half, but better in the sense of, like, worse than nothing. Like, well, I we mean, still didn't we were, create We were enough. less crap. I mean... That's, that's all yeah. you can say. We were less crap in the second but, half. I mean... After the, I mean, my idea of a smash and grab is kind of being under the cosh, I mean, for most of the game, and then just sort of gets nicking it in the end. I felt that after about half an hour gone that we were never going to get anything out of this. But what I mean is, possession-wise, mm-hmm. if you look at the um, uh, stats for that, they were under the cosh. They didn't mm-hmm. have anywhere near the amount of of the ball that we did. However, sure, mm-hmm. when they did... Uh-huh. They were on it. They were incisive. Oh. Their counter-attacking was great. They hit the bar. Yeah. They hit the post. Like, to me, it was a smash-and-grab home win that they thoroughly, thoroughly deserved because we were dressed. Actually, yeah, I've just, after hearing that, I've sort of changed already because I, I, you're actually right that after they scored the first, they did part the bus as well. Yeah, you're, but, you're but when they broke, they looked sharp, yes, didn't they? You're, they looked you're, you're incisive correct. and they looked sharp. If, I mean, if only that, you know, um, games were won by possession, I think we would be challenging Cheska Budovic. Mate, we'd be top of the league by a <laughs> bloody mile at this point. Um, um, but, like, it wasn't all, it wasn't, you know, all bad news. No, it was all bad news. Um, the sausage was good. Kielbasa was okay. It's that time of the podcast that everyone looks forward to. Well, that me and David look forward to. It's... Beer of the Podcast! Part one. one. Okay, and today, because we are... Well, we're going to preview uh, us playing Hranitz Kralove in a yes. little minute. We have got uh, Jednaska Klenot. From the municipal brewery in Hradec Kralove. It is a ruby ale, Sam, is it not? Hence the name Clenot. Clenot means jewel. Well, I mean, it's, yes, it's uh, a very fancy name for a polotmave, which is basically a half and half. It's a half and half. Uh, isn't what, it? Before political correctness used to call a black and tan, like a, a <laughs> maybe dark you, one. Maybe you a... did. Okay. <laughs> I'd, like, I. Yeah, I'm not going. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, we we might as well just dive straight in. Bear in mind, we have been drinking Litovel before this, mm-hmm. which you said was very bitter. You didn't like it. Any... I mean, this is maybe because I was drinking porter before it as well. Yeah, like, I got it's a kind bitter of a shocker. Notes on it. Um, 
But you were drinking... Well, I was drinking Pilsner because somebody left it in my fridge yeah, and beforehand. I find Pilsner incredibly sweet. So I just don't like it very much. I think it's an interesting contrast in taste that we might have in beers as well. Uh, I mean, you don't you don't like the old craft, uh, you know, IPAs and stuff, do you? Um, no, so. I'm, I'm definitely a Stouts and a Porters and a, yeah, that I'm sort very of much guy. Not. Anyway, let's see if the Polotomarvi, if the half and half... Uh, makes us both happy. So, chin chin. Chin chin. Um, for all the Scots listening to this, it looks very much poured like a tenant's e- um, a McEwen's export. Okay, well, here we go. Hmm. And I enjoy Apollo Tomave and I enjoy this. Um, yeah. It's, it's got. Sorry, David. Uh, no, no. It's, it's got that sweet smell to it. It's mm-hmm. a slightly. Almost sort of, sort of, sort of syrupy smell. It goes to the back of your mouth really nicely, doesn't it? Yeah, that's like the, true. The sort of toffee, yeah, sort I, of toffee feel to it. I, I get it's a like tasty. I get a, I get a actually when you're first drinking it, I get a bitterness, mm-hmm. which then goes into um, not a toffiness more, but a fruitiness. I think as well. Um, let me. No, I'm definitely toffee. I'll, yeah. I'll jump back All in. All right, you go. That's. Again, I'm gonna fill this dead air. La, 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 yeah, la, la. but yeah. it's like a burnt caramel almost. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I like that because I like the mix. I like the mixed beers on offer yeah. in this country. Um, it's a very. Um, it's almost Christmassy in a way. You know, you know, you'd have that in a pub. You know, around a roaring fire in December. I think that's true. One thing I'll also add to this as well because I actually bought this um, less than. Um, an hour and a half ago, actually, mm. at the the beer fair in the uh, in the middle of uh, Brno, um, and I think on the bottle as well, it's got a best before something like the twenty fifth of May or something along the lines. It actually tastes fresh. It tastes like a fresh mm-hmm. barrel. Yeah. Like, it tastes like a beer that you would order at a bar, and then it would come to you. You'd expect to have that sort of crispness. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a really major plus for it. And it's about time we had a beer on Beer of the Podcast that had some flavour. You know? Sam, are you ready for some hot... Or not. <laughs> That's right. I was waiting uh-huh. for you to finish that, but there it is. Hot or not, Sam? Yeah, it's just, this is the part of the uh, podcast where we decide something in Czech or even world football at times is either hot, as in positive, or... or by contrast, not, not so hot. Quite a negative yes, idea. Indeed. So, so I've got a first hot... And my first hot is the good people of Varnsdorf. Fantastic. And this is why you were giving me the shaky hands. Yeah, the stop talking about the people of Varnsdorf because I didn't want to I was not going to talk. This. I was going to talk about okay. the stadium. But, but either way. Um, so, yeah, we went to Varnsdorf and we didn't necessarily think anything good was going to come of it. Because it's Absolutely. a small town yeah. in sort of North Bohemia, right on the German border. And every single one person we met from... The Pension where we stayed, mm-hmm. um, shout out to Anna, the daughter of the woman who owned it, who mm-hmm. was very nice, brought us beers when we checked in and everything. And then we decided to walk to the stadium, didn't realise how far it was, but about 10 minutes into the walk, we were stopped by um, a young guy driving a VW Golf who saw our jerseys and said, are you going to the stadium? Would you like a lift? And we said, yes, thank you very much. And he took us on a short tour of the town mm. on the way to the ground, which yeah. is very nice as well. Um, all the way to the fact that you get to the stadium and there is no security. I think we've had more security of like local Bono games. Yeah. Everyone was in one stand and it was just a very friendly atmosphere and everything was very cool. Yeah. Uh, to the point where we were also given a lift up to the brewery where we bumped into a colleague of yours who just <laughs> happened to be there at the time. Yeah, like, a colleague of mine who's from Varnsdorf but works in the Yehlava office of my uh, company and who I knew from a team building. So, yeah, so shout out uh, shout out Robert. Hello yeah. there. Just everyone we were... Like, it, even 
even uh, having pre-match pints, once we got to the ground, there's a small pub there, which was a mix of Sporovka fans and Varnsdorf fans, and everyone was just cool. And they were really nice. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was surprisingly lovely, actually. Yeah, I it thought was it was... Really, really convivial. Yeah. A credit, a credit to the area as well. Absolutely, like, um, yeah. Absolutely no ass or anything. And I think that, um, aside from the 12-year-olds in our support who wanted to try and pull up oh, um, parts of the, the wayside or whatever, everyone realised that this is a nice thing and we should, like, respect it. Even the guy who's on the tannoy, you know, was like, you know, you know, doing the teams or whatever is like a hoi Bernatzi yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was all very convivial and they are um it's hard to root against Varnsdorf. You know, a good team um who have a local backing and who just want to you know, watch football. Yeah. And that's a great thing. Yeah. I think. Um do you have a hot? I there? do have a hot. So what's your hot there? Sam? My first hot is that the Drake curse comes to the Czech Republic. <laughs> Yes, the Drake curse is... Is it really a thing? So, I yeah, think it's the, really a thing. The Drake curse, if anyone um, knows about the Drake curse, it's basically footballers getting photographed with hip-hop icon rapper... And, and, and also duck. D-Rake. Yeah. Um, September's finest. Um, uh, and their team basically loses yeah. since they've um, you know been photoed with him. Um, when we beat Pardubica, I might have tweeted at FC Hradic Kralova using a meme which was, you know, the Czech, uh, the Drake likes and the Drake uh-huh. doesn't like. Yeah. And it might have had the Drake likes as Borovka being third. And to their credit, the social media team at FC Hradic Kralova was, dude, you better watch what you're doing with that meme <laughs> because it was the Drake thing. And lo and behold, and we were fucking trash against <laughs> Warnstorf. And now guess who's back in third? Sweet, sweet irony, Raditz Kralove. Raditz Kralove. So it seems that the Drake curse works. And yeah. shout out to the social media team of FC Raditz Kralove for not just blocking me, but also just being like, you're an arsehole on Twitter, <laughs> which I am. Uh, I'm going to give you a knot. Good. Is Prostios disciplinary record. Oh, that's a good one. Tell they, me more. They now lead the way in team bookings, most yellow cards for one player and most red cards for one player. Basically, oh, fantastic. Basically, however you count bookings, Prostios are winning. <laughs> uh, Martin Suss, uh, oh, most, yeah. most yellow... F- uh, uh, former Beno half yes. Martin Suss. Yes. Uh, leading uh, most yellow cards for one player, 10, I believe. <laughs> And um, um, Tomasz Janicek, uh, two red cards yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're leading the way in most team bookings so, as so well. Seuss so Seuss is getting almost better than one yellow per two games. Basically, yeah. That's fantastic. Without having been sent off this year as well. That's he's, fan- he's, he's picking his battles. That's fantastic. All right, give me a knot. Okay, mine, my first knot is Pardubice City Council, mm-hmm. who have rejected For a proposal why? to renovate oh. the Letney Stadion. Right, okay, yeah. Um, so right now, uh, FK Pardubice, who uh, play in Podvinitsi, but the other ground in um, Pardubice, which is used by... Now a bunch of like Diddy teams and an American football team, mm-hmm. but historically part of its team was always there. Um, um, there's a plan to turn it into a all Caesar Stadium, just under five thousand. Right, sounds um, sounds about right. Yep, city spent seven and a half million crowns um, drawing up the plans, getting architects uh, who had specific instructions for it to reflect the work of Karl Repka, who designed it in the thirties. Right, good. And city council said no. Oh. Um, fuck that, by the way. Um, I think that's a really bad thing. Um, because, first of all... a nice idea. Well, Parabitsa as well. Like, Parabitsa Stadium is in no state... You would you can get a maximum of 2,800 people in that stadium officially, in Podvinitsi. Um, Parabitsa have, in the last couple of years, been knocking on the door to getting into the yep. first league. Parabitsa, big enough time to support a team... Uh, I would say um, with their hockey and their basketball backgrounds yeah. as well, a team of uh, a city of sports fans, yeah, like would and the horse racing would yeah absolutely would thrive in that league. And to the city council to basically say no, we're going to reject your plans at the first stage is I think disgraceful. Also, as a footnote to that, um, following the um, architectural style of uh, Repka is yet another nod to why they should do it because I think we mentioned before we went there 
the city is known for its kind of 20s, 30s Art Deco architecture, if they were sympathetic yes. with that, because there is a huge amount of Art Deco architecture in part of it, so if they were sympathetic to that in their stadium designs and they were still rejected, shame on them. Um, I want to point out as well that this fight is not over, according to not only several campaign groups, but also um, FK Pardubice as well. Oh, um, so we'll we'll be wishing them all the best, actually, in getting a, a stadium that's fit for their for their city. Yeah. Because it's a good city, and it's a city that deserves football. Mm-hmm. And But the city council, what are you doing? Yeah. So that's my very first knot. All right. Uh, I'm going to give you a very quick hot because we've touched on it already, and my uh, second hot is Czech train connections. Nice. Uh, two very tight connections each way to Warnsdorf, including using different train operators yes. for the little trundle through southern Germany to Warnsdorf. Um, on top of that, uh, my other hot is um, open borders and the Schengen area mm. because we went through like. Well, we went brief, very briefly through Poland and then through southern Germany. Three countries in 20 minutes. That would have been a nightmare if it wasn't for the EU and Schengen. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Not saying anything else on that point. Do you have another hot? Yeah, I'm going to qualify this hot with a couple of scores, first of all. Okay. Um, which are um, the top four of the um, Czech um, first league. Mm-hmm. Um, Victoria Pilsen won. Przybram won. Zlín won. Slavia nil. Sparta Prague 1, Karvina 3, mm-hmm. and Bohemians 1, Yablets 0. So I'm so, going to say it's lower teams beating bigger teams. No, my hot are the tip sport bookies. Okay. <laughs> who have obviously ran absolutely riot at that weekend of extraordinary football. Okay. Um, I had a very quick bonus knot, uh, hot even as well, okay, which was related quickly, to yeah. this, um, which was also that... Um, we had 52 um, at Warnsdorf mm-hmm. as Borovka fans and slightly less to Borsko. And tonight, um, Bohemians are playing um, Barik Ostrava in the semi-final of the um, Czech Cup. That's right. And have put on a special train with six wagons. So my other hot, my alternative hot was supporting your team. Because that's yes. a wonderful, um, a wonderful thing that's been happening. I think we're seeing um, away supporters um, go up and check. Yeah, football. actually doing something, and that's yeah. fantastic. Like six, six carriages on the train. It's good work. Going to Ostrava from Prague on a Wednesday night. Yeah, fair play to well uh, done, Bohemians. Yeah, um, I'll give you my final knot. Good, and it is two ex Brignazzi heading for the drop. Ooh, that's a good one with Lockeren. Lockeren in, in Belgium in the uh, Belgian first division A. Yeah. Now, um, Lukas Maracek, former Zbrovka midfielder, who we sold to Sparta and then did bits and pieces, and has been at Lockeren for a couple of years now, and yeah. is twenty nine and in the prime of his career. And guess who's leading the line for them? Kuba Resnicek. No way. Oh, of course, because he transferred. Loan, he yeah, transferred I, from Pilsen. Um, yeah. Who? To be fair, still has his favoured number 37 shirt. Yeah. But they uh, finished uh, stone-stinking bottom of the first Division A uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually. This is one I missed, so I'm catching up on this. Um, In a 16-team league, there is one definite relegation place, and it's 16th. Because from 15th to 7th... (laughs) That bullshit playoff, right? Yeah. uh, (laughs) From 15th to 7th... There is a Europa League playoff for reasons too insane to go into again here. Anyway, that is two ex Brignazzi in a relegated team in Belgium. That is not hot Good. to me. Not hot. Final knot? My uh, final not hot is Escalichen. Oh, yes. Who have completely fucked it. <laughs> hey, um, Lichen. Joke, Li- joke. <laughs> Lichen, who had a comfortable um, lead, a really comfortable league, uh, lost one game in the first half of the um, of the season in the um, Moravian Silesian Football League, have decided to lose pretty much all their games, aside from drawing and losing one. One and have now um, the last game where I think we're resoundingly defeated by Velka Mezrzici 3 0. Okay. And now Hanatska Slavia Kromjezic for the first time this season have gone above them in the league in first place. But I would be happy to go there. I would be happy to go there, but I also feel obligated to support our um, a fellow team yeah, from Burnham. Of course. But they seem to have since, like, since Christmas absolutely shat the bed. And I don't know if that's because we've, we've got Trichistal taken Trichistal back. 
because, and that's really ironic, I guess, because Trish Tell's doing the square root of fuck all for us, but... Yeah, it would have been a much more mutually beneficial cause for him to have stayed there, right. I feel. Who would have known that he could have scored bunches against, like, Otrokovice, but can't score against organised defences, you know? Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Okay, we're running a little bit low on time, so we're going to do two previews very quickly. One of Sokolov, which we will be going to in... It's going to be the weekend after this, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, Christ. Um, but hopefully we're going to be staying in uh, Kalavivari. Which, which I've never been to. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that, actually. And then we've got a preview of Radic Kalave, who we've played away, but we are now hosting in their third. Are they they've basically, like, what happened on Wednesday has now been reversed. So we were yeah. fifth and then went third, and now we're fifth, fifth and they've gone third. third. Yeah. Um, so Sokolov, as well, uh, have come back from the break, and they lost five in a row. Uh, well done. Um, but then, since then, I mean, they had the worst record in the league, and then they somehow took seven from twelve, so they're ninth and above Vlashim even. And Vlashim, exactly one of those teams are going to fall over, aren't they? Yeah, Vlashim, who we've talked highly about here in the past. So unless they go on another run like before, they will not be in danger of going down. Right. Yeah. Um, like. Um, I mean, the same as Naimo. Like, I don't bank Naimo to go down. I think they've got just enough quality to get them through the line. I think Sokolov will be the same. Also, Sokolov, uh, shout out to any Czech club whose crest is two crossed hammers. Yeah. Always a... Always a mining always a, history. Yeah, a, a brutal mining town. And they're having a bit of disappointing you know, season, and they're not going to be up. They're probably not going to be down. So they've made two signings, and they've got a left midfielder from Boleslav, and they've got a centre forward in uh, Martin Holek. Right. And... Um, Hradets Kralove is probably the more interesting one because they're our direct competitor for they that are, last yeah. place. Yeah. Um, and I like Hradets Kralove. Uh, I like as the, a place. Yes, I, I like yep. the team as well. Like, I, I like how they sort of set up the team um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a few slip ups. They've lost to Vonsdorf and Yehava, but that's fine. Drew with Victorka, not fine. Um, but otherwise, they're doing well. They're three points above us in third place, as we mentioned, that yep. whole third fifth switch. Um, they've been making some interesting signings in the sense they'd be buying from the league. That is unusual. Yeah. I've got to say, that is unusual. So they got Michal Liebel from Ustinad Labem. Who, it's, who who also owns a chain of discount supermarkets? Nice. Oh no, Liebel. Oh yeah, right, Le- yeah Liebel. Liebel. Okay. Um, he's a decent left back. We saw him actually play against us in the away game, mm-hmm. um, and he likes to get up the pitch. He scored three goals a season. I love this fact. He scored three goals a season. This technically places him fourth on the list of Raditz players with the most goals, although all of them have been for a different team. That's. Brilliant! I like that. I, I really, really like, like that. that. Like, so he's technically fourth. He's got because he scored. He scored three goals, but none of them have been for Hradets Karlovy. I really like that. Um, and I will take a Jakub Šipek as well. Um, back on loan. Um, he was at Hrudim, mm-hmm. and I like this as well. Um, so he they repaid him from his loan spell at um, Hrudim. Yeah. By last week, uh, by this weekend even, um, they started him as the loan striker because Raditz played a four-two-three-one. Yeah. They played him as the top striker um, against him last weekend, and he scored. Great. I like that as well. Um, so, um, again, the one thing about um, Hradic Kralova, which most people will realise, is they don't score enough. So, um, you've got Vilkanova, who's their attacking midfielder. He's not really a striker, and he's been leading the line with six goals. Yeah. Which averages on his playing time at 306 minutes, I think, per goal. Um, and he plays on the right in like a Stepanovsky type role. Sure. Um, they concede less than us. So um, I think we have conceded something like 14 more goals than them. Yeah, I mean, like when we went to their place, it was painfully obvious that scoring goals was their problem and we scraped that win. Like it was fairly even, but they didn't have the cutting edge and we weirdly for one day did. 
That, and that's how we got past that's them. That's it. And we because we've scored twelve more than them. Yeah. So, but I mean, again, that says a lot about the problems of Borovka. This we just concede silly goals. You know. Yeah. I mean, even the part of it, so which we were calling earlier as a complete performance, is still conceded. You know. Um. So that's something we have to. A stupid goal again. A stupid mm. goal we conceded. It's it's stuff to tidy up for sure. Um. But we all know that Zborovka at home are a different beast from what they are away. So I would I would love to do the double over Hranitz Kralova, and I think it's very achievable this season. Absolutely. I think they've got a good team, but I think we're a better team with... We can be a better team. Yeah, who just sort of like make very poor decisions at times, you know? So I'm hoping like the next... like. Basically, if the next three games that we're playing that we've been previewing on this podcast result in something like seven points, then I think that would be a fabulous. That'd be fantastic. A fabulous, uh, yeah, points. And hold. actually, the one that I think we're going to maybe mess up on is a way to Sokolov. But uh, if we could get uh, the double against uh, Hrvatskaralova, I think it's a real boost for the squad. And then, yeah. Come and join us in two weeks' time, where we'll give an analysis of all this and, you know, whether we'll be right or wrong, I guess. Indeed. So we're going to do a, well, a second part of, Sam, Beer of the Pod. Cast part two, part two. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) we have to leave a gap for the music to come in. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I'm so sorry. That's why. That's why. Yeah, we have to leave a gap for the beer uh, for the beer to come in for the music to come in. I mean. Like that's destroyed the illusion that this music is live behind us, isn't it? Yeah, it really did. I'm because so everyone, sorry, listener. well, everyone was so convinced it was live behind us, but alas, I have we're going to destroy the illusion. Next time, like I mean, I'm like the best thing about this podcast, this whole podcast, is that I can blame this on Mike. That's true. Shout out, Mike. Um, but I'm not drinking before this podcast again because it's just going to go. Horribly. <laughs> anyway, um, we've got uh, another Klenot from the Hradets uh, Kralove Mieszczanski Pivovar. It's a Nefiltrovani, 12 degree. It looks just like a regular, a slightly cloudy looking regular lager. Nefiltrovani. Yeah. So it's unfiltered beer. Yeah. I'm hoping it's going to be robust, unlike their defense. Hey. Satire. Uh, <laughs> it's not even satire. On their. Uh, you know, uh, when we play them a, a week on Tuesday, or yes. two weeks on Tuesday, let's say. Um, but yeah. this is a very good. This uh, was, I believe, the brewery that treated us quite well at Harris Kralove, if I'm not mistaken. Um, now, where was the one. No, that was part of it, so where we had the really kind of crappy, um, sort of watery food. The Raditz brewery. Did th- we go to the Raditz? I think it was yes we did because we were there with our uh, good friend and uh, friend of the podcast Petr Kucha uh, we went to uh, uh, just off the square in Hranets Kralove we went to this great pub where we enjoyed several uh, fine beers and I think it was this one okay well um, either way let's, hey. let's have a another tink on that and Again, tastes really fresh. That's lovely. Really That's nice. really, really nice. Nice 12. Yeah. Good solid 12. And yeah, as Sam said, very fresh tasting. Uh, straight from the fridge, this one as well. And it's... Yeah. Oh! I'm, I'm very pleased about this because I've been quite vociferous this season in um, saying that Raditz Kralova was uh, one of my favourite away trips. Um, mm-hmm. That um, even actually as a Zborovka supporter, because uh, we, you know, it was kind of not too difficult to get to. It's a nice town. There was some great beer. There's a really great lunch, uh, <laughs> which I keep talking about because I had crackling, crackling on my uh, on my on my pork. And um, again, a, a sort of an iconic stadium, you'd say almost. In uh, the, 
um, iconic in its shitness, you know. Well, um, Podlazaki, famous for the floodlights that give the ground its name, of course. Of course. Um, so, yeah, at, which are being taken down, as is the whole stadium, unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, yeah. on that point on floodlights as well, um, just a quick mention to our friends at the Blansko Klobasa. Yes. Who have been running a poll recently on what they think are the best floodlights in Czech and Slovak football? This this is massively niche, but it's totally something I'm into. And it's the best floodlights in Czech and Slovak and I mean, football. Shout out to the boys because you know they are fantastic in the support of their team and ground hopping in the Czech Republic. And if we can get more people involved in that sort of stuff, supporting not just league but local football, yeah, that's you know fantastic. And that's you Absolutely. know. Uh, will hopefully bring a lot more listeners to us and also will, you know, make our own uh, trips uh, a lot brighter. So. Indeed, yeah. Uh, so we are going to play out with, as is traditional apart from last week when we had Paul Robeson. That was amazing though. It, that was good. That was good to be fair. Um, we have got an English language original song played in Czech and because uh, over the last couple of weeks we found uh, many ways to win and many ways to lose. You see where I'm going with this link. I, I enjoy this. Yeah. Um, this is this is. I I didn't really think about this, but I I'm I'm gonna plow on with it anyway. Many ways to win and many ways to lose. So I hope you will enjoy this song about a number of ways to do something else. And. As always, if you want to do something else as well, rather than listen, you can uh, feel free to um, send us a message on uh, at Zbrovcast on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash Zbrovcast yep. on Facebook, and even Zbrovcast at gmail.com. Yes. And particularly, if you are um, S's Noimo right back Drew Connor, <laughs> um, please feel free to um, mail us your availability so we can... <laughs> Potentially You're talk to you over the next few such weeks. Such a slut, aren't you? I, I Dreadful. like. Yes, sir. I can boogie. <laughs> okay. In right on that bombshell. Um, right. That's good night from me, and it's good night from him. Řekl já nevím proč se tváříš tragicky. Všechno je prosté, když budeš myslet logicky. Můžu ti pomoct, chceš-li být volný navždycky? Je přece dvěstě cest, jak s Bohem dávat. Řekla víš, že se nechci do tvých věcí plést a prosím nemysli, že snad chci tě jenom svést. Jestli se omílám, pak zkus to ještě snést. Je přece dvěstě cest, jak s Bohem dávat. Dvěstě cest, jak s Bohem dávat. Jen vymysli sám plán, nedumej proč, skoč, nebo znal svůj plíž pryč, běž po svém si žít. Když příští vlak, pak už se nemusíš hádat, tak zadem se strach, ať smíš volný zazbít. Jen vymysli sám plán, nedumej proč, skoč, nebo znal svůj plíž pryč, Běž po svém si žít, chyt příští vlak, pak už se nemusíš hádat, tak zadem se ztrať, ať smíš volný zazbít. Řekla ty hloupí, přestaň si to tolik brát, přestaň se mračit, já teď chci se s tebou smát. Povídám, to je pěkné, tak zkus mi ještě popsat, Těch 200 cest Řekla pojď spát noc Přece na všechno lék zná A možná, že snad zítřek Lepší odpověď ti dá Dala mi pusu A já připustil, že asi pravdu má Je přece 200 cest Jak s Bohem dávat 200 cest Jak s Bohem dávat Jen vymysli sám plán, nedumej proč, skoč, nebo zhal svůj klíč pryč, běž po svém si žít. Chyt příští vlak, pak už se nemusíš hádat, tak zadem se strat, ať 
nesmíš volný zespít. Jen vymysli sám plán, vědomej proč, skoč, nebo zahoď svůj klíč, pryč, běž po svém si žít. Chytíš ti tak, pak, už se nemusíš hádat, tak zadem se strať, ať smíš volný zespít. 